0: What's up, everybody? This is Kurt Dimer, and you're watching After Shocks TV. Peace and love.
1: Yeah. Anyway, okay. So let's go ahead. Let's move on now to um, this. has you know been a good episode so far. Our last, we're gonna wrap things up here with our last question of the day. Okay, and this revolves around one of the most polarizing metal bands of all time. And that's the <laughs> almighty Manowar, okay? So I know Manowar, oh, man. I've announced a tour, I believe a European tour they're doing this year, and I think they got a show, I'm sorry, next year, 2025. And they've got, I believe, a show in 2024, late this year in New York, I believe,
0: correct? Yeah, yeah, okay. in New York. And, and they are one of those bands where... Um, yeah, they're, they're, they're like, I'm glad Man of War exists because anybody who flies the flag for metal, is, as cheesy as it sounds, and death of Foss metal, and more the loudest band in the world, and all that kind of crap, I just love that over the top stupidness. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. the Kiss fan, so you can go figure Kiss is Disney for adults, for fuck's sake. Um, But, <laughs> you know, but, but I think they've got, they've got, when you think about Man of War, I just, a couple of things here, I'm just going to refer to that, you know, they're uh, obviously everybody knows Joey DeMeo and like all the, Cone of the Barbarian look and all the <laughs> the oiled up greased up bodies and shit is kind of funny, but, um, but like the venue that they're playing. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Uh, fuck. Um, like the venue that they're playing in New York, it's, um, it's a 3000 Kings theater in New York. I've never been actually, I lived in New Jersey for six years. So mm. surprising I haven't been, but it's a 3000 seater venue, which they've sold out. They were, again, this is the pure machine, you know, First only gig in the US, hey, sold out. So how good is that? I don't know, but it's also the first gig in ten years, and mm-hmm. they're playing in November 2024, which is now whatever ten months, ten months away. What um, I know, they're planning on a new album, and a new tour, European tour for 25, I believe. So that's all. So they're basically doing like a kind of this is their big PR, I guess, um, show thing. Yeah, yeah, like mm-hmm. their, their foundation and get all the PR from that. Mm-hmm. um But they're an interesting band. I, I was looking at something on Wikipedia again you know, Wikipedia knows everything, but they've sold 30 million <laughs> albums worldwide. But really, <laughs> I don't know about that. But you know, it says it, it said it did. Maybe they're huge in I know they're big in in Eastern Europe and Greece and yeah. those type of places. So maybe they have. I really don't know. But you know, if you look at what they're like, they're, they're they are they played a gig I think in um 2005. I remember years off, and apparently it was like so many decibels, and it was literally the loudest band in the world at that point. So they're good from the PR perspective about pulling out the stunts and death of false metal. And their latest song, which I listened to a week ago or so, was actually decent. It's actually quite was a it?
1: good. I haven't heard good, it yet. Okay. No,
0: it's quite a good song with a killer guitar solo, like a killer fucking okay. guitar solo. So I was going, man, I could put this on a little bit cheesy and kind of you know stamping feet and raising hands and mm. you know singing the praises to metal and all that. But you know they, were, they formed in 1980 um mm-hmm. for 2024 they're still going so you know uh they're polarizing but i'm glad they i'm not the biggest fan of the world but i'm glad manowar exists and if i was in new york i would probably go to that show just mm-hmm. to see what it's all about provided it's not you know stupid money for the uh the tickets but yeah sure it's, they're interesting and you know if we're going to finish the show then fucking finish it on manowar <laughs> for
1: some manowar man well yeah i'm one of those guys that don't i don't because they are polarizing. Most people either love them or they hate them, right? Right. I'm not, I'm not either. I, I like them. I do. I'm not saying I don't dislike. I actually, well, let's start with from the beginning, right? 1980, Battle Hymns. Sure. That's a great record. I, I don't care what anyone says. It's it's. And I, I didn't really know. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I didn't know. Probably it was about 10 years ago mm. that I discovered Battle Hymns. And I remember listening to, I used to have the Sirius XM. You know, I don't do it anymore. But it, it was, uh, you know, the, the the guys from that metal show, Jim Florentine, I think he was a big mineral yeah. for He played like a song or two from Battle Hymns. I'm like, holy shit, this is that was like more like proto '70s, you know, to metal stuff, and it's I think it's great. It's it's nothing like what they became after that. It was a little bit still with that '70s, you know, proto stuff, and I was like, this is a great record. I do. I got it on vinyl every day. I went on board I was like, this is this is a classic. I, I think it's a classic record. Now. After that, I guess, like I and, and I'm a big boss, uh, Ross. Excuse me, a big Ross the Boss. Ross fan. the Boss fan,
0: yeah, sure. Yes,
1: I love his solo stuff. I think he's a, he's just a very underrated guitarist. I think he's an excellent guitarist. I really do. Yeah. Now, I, so I always love their guitar work. You know, Man of War, obviously. Um, now, obviously, with the with the uh, Scott Adams uh, vocal approach, uh, I sorry, Eric Adams, um, and the visual style, and, and mm. so this this is this actually isn't that bad. If I look at this, do I mean, you think this is bad? I'm like, ah, oh, it's 80s, right? You figure 70s, 80s style stuff. Not my, you know, not something I would wear, of course. But I'm gonna <laughs> let's remove that though, and let's put up, um, you know, oh, no. a different one. Like you said, it's the oiled up stuff, man. They went from that, which, like I said, they used to have chest hair and you know they're like just wild beasting. Okay, but when you're coming with this now, we have a problem. Oh, boy. You know, I mean, obviously, I mean, this is no secret. Everyone knows, you know, Man of War. Between Adams there and Joey DeMeo, I mean, well, yeah. man. You I know, know I mean, the assless chaps that Joey DeMale would walk around, the leather chaps were, you know, and the oiled up, you know, I mean, like I said, if you, if you want to walk out like a bunch of cavemen or hairy and that's one thing. You know, I think people have no problem with that. You know, but this is just, look, even we're talking 80s. Okay, we've seen all the glam stuff okay i don't know why it's just to me i guess the glam stuff at least they have their clothes on most of the time this mm. is just man yeah <laughs> you know, as I we don't, know how,
0: you know i i remember those those uh because they used to often be on the front of kerrang magazine like they were kind of pretty much uh kerrang stalwart for many years sure. and they were often on, on even though they were never a huge band they were they were good for press and whatever but i don't and i don't even know and i've got to check out some um some I guess recent YouTube clips. So they haven't released an album since 2012, I think. So I don't even know if they've been touring. I'm guessing they have, maybe overseas where they mm-hmm. have a bigger fan base. But um I don't know what they look like live. I gotta check out not that look. I don't know what if like in New yeah. York I gotta take this hard, down. Sure. How, yeah, please. Yeah. Um I hope they're not gonna look like that in New York. Um, but you know, God bless man of war and like they they yeah. they they could not believe the shit they come out with, but it doesn't matter because they make it believable. And that's all that matters. Yeah, so. you know,
1: and I agree with you. Like, uh, just going back to, like you said, what they sing about. Yeah, I know it's it's obviously straight-up corny stuff, but, but I do, like uh, you know, th- the love and respect of just this positive metal, mm-hmm. this metal, that metal, that. Yeah, it's very unique. It's very different. And it's very positive. And, like, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I'm sure you go to that show... And you got a really great crowd of a bunch of happy people. You know, you're not going to like a pissed mm-hmm. off metal show. You know, I, I mean, I kind of, that's what I like about that old metal. You know, even like when I went to, I remember uh, I went to see Raven with Bob mm. about a handful of years ago. Yeah. You you know, as, as we know, Raven, yes, yeah, so they're playing with Vicious rooms Obviously, that's another tour coming right. up. Um, and it was, it was one of the most positive and fun shows in terms of the people in the crowd. Everybody was in a good mood. People mm. were like just coming up to you and talking to you. Oh, hey, what band is that shirt? Just talk about whatever band shirt you had. I talked to like five different people in there, just randomly. Everybody, you know, it was like, you know, all middle-aged guys in their 50s and, you know, 60s and stuff. And it was such a good time, man. I had a great time just with the crowd, let alone the show itself was great. Yeah. But the people in the crowd, it was a great crowd. Mm. And that's the thing about man of war you know you like I said you can get on it, I know it's corny and cheesy, but it's fun, and like you said, they're just waving this flag they they came up with something pretty unique that's yeah, it's definitely over the top, we all know that. But you know, and I like, like I said, I like Battle of Hymns. I liked some of the, you know, I like the blow up your speakers. I love that song, you know. I
0: mean, it was when cheesy. when did they say death of post metal? When when I don't know the year they said that, and what did they mean by it? Like who who were who they talking about? Poison Striper? Like what? was I'm their, sure
1: it's it's probably, attacking, you know. I'm sure it's that because you know, yeah, I'm I'm assuming it's the the poisons and the you know when when all the MTV videos are out, I'm sure that's what it was about. But then again, like I said, they did you blow up your speakers. You know, that was yeah, right, right in that realm, too. That video was the same kind of, you know, concept and same idea and mm-hmm. same presentation. It wasn't that much different. Um, but t- I like I liked Manowar on a song-by-song basis. I'm not really – if I listen to them with an album, there's a lot of songs I don't like on, on certain albums, but I do always like a, at least one or two songs. You know, The God's Made Heavy Metal, that's a great tune. Yeah, that's a good song. Um, it's got a good riffs and stuff. But, but I, one of the things, just quickly, and we'll get ready to wrap this up, you just brought up a good point about Men of War. It's like you said, they've only got one show they're doing here. I think the reason why they're so big and bigger than they probably would be is that mystique. They have built themselves sure. a very interesting mystique because, yeah, they don't play often. So when you when they do, it's like, you know, they could charge a fortune for the tickets and they'll sell out like they did in New York for next year, for the end of this year, excuse me. And they, they also, yeah, they don't do interviews, right? They don't play often Uh, and they don't do interviews. They've created a really good mystique that you have to admire. you got to give it to them.
0: But, you know, look at, like, the venue capacity is 3,000 people. Now, you might say, Mm -hmm. well, it's the only gig, but, I mean, 99% of people that are going to that concert are going to be from New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, Mm -hmm. perhaps. So it's not like you're going to have, like, a a third of the venue flying in from... You're going to have a a number of people Mm -hmm. flying in that are fans across the country. I get that part. But most of those are local... They're going to be, like, a local you know, go or concert goers like I was when I lived up there. Um so you gotta give a tip of the hat the fact that they still sold three thousand tickets. I mean, mm-hmm. that's not too shabby. And no, if they did a tour sure. across the US, I mean I'm not saying they're gonna sell, sell out three thousand venues, but I think they're a band that could pull in a thousand seater pretty easy, I'm guessing. I don't know. I mean I gotta mm-hmm. look back on some stats. But you know, um I, they're not they're not gonna be in my top fifty even bands of all time. But I don't want them to go away either because any any band who's flying the flag for metal and rock, as cheesy it is, is I don't care. Keep doing it.
1: I agree. No, I'm I'm with you, man. I, I think you know and they're also the, they're from New York, so it's a hometown, yeah. you know, gig too as well. Even though I don't think they were really. I mean, I grew up in New York. I didn't really. I heard of them. I remember in the '80s, but I didn't mm. see them anywhere. Their videos anywhere. I didn't hear them on the radio. So it wasn't like they were in our in my face all the time, and it was like, oh, man, war not really. You know, that's what I'm saying. They we, they've had this mystique that you got of, you know, it's kind of kept yeah. them. I think it kept them from getting too, like you said, they didn't get overplayed and overexposed, exactly like yeah. a lot of the hair metal bands did. Yeah. And so, and like you were saying too, right? They were able to last this long through the '90s because. They Played overseas, they toured in Europe, like we were talking about in our last episode about a lot of those uh hair metal bands that didn't play overseas, they didn't play in Europe. That's right. And so, didn't. when Grunge came no. in, they were destroyed, but Man of War did, and they always had that fan base there. And they still that's what's obviously kept them and rolling it's
0: 44 to years later, and mm-hmm. they're still playing. And they just sold out 3,000 seats in um, New York, so gotta give credit for that. Gotta give it to
1: them, yeah. Like I said, you're right i think the world is the metal world is much better with them around i i do yeah i I agree i agree with that yeah great all right man tom well so we'll get ready to wrap this up this has been a lot of fun yeah anything you want to talk about anything real quick before we get ready to to wrap this one up here
0: i think one of the next segments we could jump in again these we matt and i always have like um you know kind of a flow of sorts we do a research and we're not just matt and i like to put um, some stats and facts behind what yes. we're talking about. Obviously, a lot of it's from memory, but we'll do some. I'll jump online and I get memory refresh, or I'll learn something, whatever. But one of the things that we didn't get to tonight just is about the sheer number of tours that are being announced in the last. Oh couple yes, of, uh,
1: yeah. Get into that. The last yeah.
0: couple of days, and uh, just for for a moment or two, and I wrote it down here is that um, again, whether you like them or not is irrelevant. I'm just saying what's been announced is Ace Frehley, uh, Stephen Piercy striper doing an acoustic show, vicious rumours you mentioned, and. Um, uh, Raven um, Uri Heep and Saxon has mm. just been announced, so they're not coming to Charlotte, motherfuckers. Uh, Lita Ford, um, they're playing in Charlotte uh, near me, but the ticket's are sixty dollars. So nope, I ain't paying sixty bucks to see Lita. Oh, Lita Sorry Ford? about that. Uh, nope, yeah. not happening. Cal Decapitation and Carnivex, I would pay to see that. Mm. I saw Cal Decap last year and um, Amanda Marth and Cannibal Corpse, and I saw both of those actually. That's a in, huge
1: show! Wow, that's
0: a huge show. I mean, that's they're like two and three thousand seats right there. So that's just touching on what I've seen, and maybe there's some tours announced even since. So the spring kind of summer season is um, is getting up there. So we urge everybody, as I do, I I'd sing my own song, is they like, get out there and see those bands because you don't know yeah. when these bands are going to just stop. Look at Sepultura. We spoke about that a couple mm-hmm. of weeks ago. They literally just said we're done. It's going, Fuck. And I saw those last year. I didn't know for one minute I was looking at, you know, their yeah. second final leg of um of ever touring. So it's great to see it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know that it's that that Stephen Piercy you know, show I wish you know, like I was telling you. <laughs> Well, bands like that, especially 80s bands, you don't really see them up here in the Bay Area too much. They just, they just didn't do that well, except for the Thresh bands. You know, this sure. is all Thrashland. Um But I would love to see that out of the Cellar, you know, show. I mean, I'm, yeah. a, I'm a big Rat fan. I Great hope bad. there's more more dates. I doubt they're going to play up here. There's no point in nah. it. Um, but I remember, yeah, I remember first seeing him. Twenty. I remember seeing, you know, it's funny, because it's funny how these bands are now... It was once the nostalgic period kicked in about two thousand eight to ten ish, right? Mm-hmm. When that really yep. started, all the '80s bands started getting big again. I remember seeing Stevie Pierce. I think it was, was two thousand two or three when I moved to LA, and I was working in the business, music business. I was doing some promotional stuff for Rob Zombie's movie, The House mm-hmm. of a Thousand Corpses. I remember meeting. It was this there used to be this uh, venue called the Key Club in in Hollywood, right by the whiskey. It Was right right you know on the same block there where all the, the rainbow is and everything, right next to the rainbow. Yeah. And I remember seeing, I remember meeting the, it was one of the promoters or something of who, who was putting on this uh, Piercy show. And I gave her some gear stuff that I had from Zombie Thing And then she gave me um, free tickets. She's like, well, I got, you know, if I can get you on the guest list for Stephen Piercy. I was like, yeah, I'll check him out. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I, hadn't, I hadn't really thought, you know, at that point in time, I wasn't really thinking about Radonate, you know I mean? I used to listen to him, but it was like, oh, that would be interesting. I wonder what this show is like. And I remember, you know, it was them and Bang Tango. And I remember mm. during, between the two sets, there was this thing. And this is when I was, I, it, it looked so pathetic back then, but it's funny how it is now. Because back then, it was like really a bunch of people, you know, maybe in the 40s. And it was like they were kind of hanging on to the glory years, you know, the fans. There wasn't a yeah. great energy in the, in the venue either. I was surprised being in LA. The energy was kind of low. But during the middle, during between, like I said, both bands, during the break, they had this thing where it was like win a date with like the, one of these like with these old like groupies so oh, i mean geez. so yeah it was dude, it was it was kind of ridiculous it was like 10 groupies and one or two of them oh, were on i remember i recognized the the name or the face they were on the vh1 had this thing one time it was like a it was a documentary sort of show thing on groupies in on the sunset strip for all those bands so they had a bunch hmm. of the you know musicians came and talked about how this group, he might have been his ex girlfriend or something. You know that they were really a pivotal. They were very pivotal in those bands being successful because they let them live with them, and they sure. would feed them, and they would That's take right. care of them. Yeah. And so it? It, it was. It was a cool. It was really a cool uh, little like you know uh, show they had on it. And one of this one girl that was on it, she was kind of all beat up and kind of all messed out and stuff. You could tell, but she was on there, and then she was at this thing. You know, this whole win a date with whatever, and it was like 10 of them. It was, it, it, I got to say, I was laughing, like, this is pathetic, oh my God. man. It yeah. was bad, but then it's funny because now if you go to a rat show or Stephen Steven Piercey show, man, the energy is unbelievable, you know? Yep. But but back then, around 20 years ago, nobody still, I mean, not only the 90s, but even the early 2000s, no one wanted to do anything to do with this stuff. And so there was low no. energy... It was. It just wasn't. It was kind of disappointing. But now I, I'd want to go see that now, especially that album. I love that album, and that would be great if they, if they play up here. They're not going to. But and then you're right, Heaps Jackson. Oh, man.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, I'm 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 a huge um a huge Rat fan. I love um Piercy's solo stuff. I did all the stuff he did with Vertex mm-hmm. and going back and his industrial um an arcade and all that kind of shit i'm a huge group. yeah i've got everything i think he's ever done Great voice quite yeah yeah. i love it love his voice he's got that grit that grell and mm-hmm. you know he still looks tries to look like he was 25 i get it that goes back to what rock stars do they don't know what else to do and i saw <laughs> um i saw it um right probably five years ago in jersey probably a thousand seater um venue and it was packed it was full mm-hmm. um you know and um it was obviously it wasn't the original rat the, the only two they had one um uh crocheter or whatever you pronounce it mm-hmm. and um uh and obviously steven and that was it but you know great concert great venue they got this uh i'd like to see the out of the cellar because that's one of the Best rock mm. rock records of the eighties, if not of mm. all time. If you just put if you just put it up to what it represented for the time, it's yes. with the Bowhill production and the playing and the songs. Mm. It's a phenomenal record. It's absolutely phenomenal. I Love that band. We you said we said this before. Winger and Rat are my two go tos. That's my two drug. too, man. That but was it for me favorites. Yep, yep that was my favorites.
1: two as well, man. It's pretty funny, yeah. Um, and just real quickly, I want to mention one more tour that just popped up today. Uh, the obsessed Wino, the great Wino, the obsessed is oh, torn. Oh no, I didn't see that. Yeah, the obsessed Howling Giant and Gozu. I, I was I, actually I, I interviewed all three of those bands hmm. on Heavy Galaxy last year. But yes, Howling Giant's got actually the bassist in Howling Giant is the son of Peter Baltus from Anthrac, uh, Anthrax. I never Anthrax. Except, did that. yeah, um, yeah, Sebastian Baltus, cool dude, man, a uh, great, really good nice. guy. Yeah, and then Go Zoo is a cool, you know, band from uh, Boston that's on Metal Blade Records. Yep. So that's another great one. Unfortunately, again, not playing up here. It's amazing, man. They <laughs> don't play up here anymore. Dude, I'm telling you. I think also because a lot of the during the pandemic, just real quick, but a lot of pandemic during the pandemic, a lot of venues were requiring, you know vaccination things sure. and all that stuff up here between up here and Seattle. And so a lot of the bands, you know, they don't want to come up here because of that. I know Wino, he, he canceled the Obsessed show in San Francisco because of that. So that's probably one of the reasons, but yeah, that's a great tour. So if they're coming to your town, those three bands, yeah, another great it. one. Great tours come up. This is a time, right? This is a time when all these tours are being announced for the yep. spring of the summer. So yeah, save your money, everybody, and get ready to go out there and mm, spend some money. And hopefully it's not at a live nation venues but i'm hoping yeah, right. which yeah. it probably will be though <laughs> it probably will be though of course yeah all right all right tom it's been great uh great you know talking yeah, again man. as we always do and uh thanks everybody for listening and watching for another episode here of aftershocks tv for the week and we'll see everyone see next you week. next time take care